four, three, two, one. <laughs> Enjoy podcast 18. We are back from Electric Picnic. So it's a day late because the hangover was bad. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I just want to say today that uh, I don't think Ross is aware of this now, but we are after going over 1,000 downloads on the podcast so far. Yeah. I actually didn't know. Did you not know that? I knew before we went to Electric Picnic, it was on like 998. And I was like, oh, I'd be deadly if you were there. And it went over 1,000 and we did. So I decided to save that. Thank you all very much. I like when I get that surprise news live on podcast air. Yeah, over 1,000. Yeah, fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. Very is. Uh, Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we got on at Electric Picnic. Uh... Very well, anyway. Uh, we're going to move on to the UFC. It's also back. It's returning to Anaheim this weekend for a UFC 215. No, it's in Evans and Canada. You got it wrong. Because remember, they cancelled that UFC card. Is don't that it, yeah? It. Yeah, yeah. The Anaheim was Bones versus Cormier, but don't worry about it. Okay, I'm after ruining this. And then we're going to move on to how Ireland got on this weekend in both matches. And we're also going to discuss this weekend's Premier League fixtures. As well as the deadline day. As well as the deadline day. So, you're in store for another great episode of Energised. We're over 1,000. We're going to kick off Electric Picnic. Roscoe, you went down before me, so kick off the show with... Right, so, me and Barry went down with News Talk. We are doing a bit of work from them. So, I went down Wednesday and I went down Thursday. I was building loads of stuff, so like backing sets. Um, what are those... Signs basically as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I was like putting furniture in place, and then one day I was like doing shopping because we got two houses down there, um, buying stuff for the houses, like shopping, like general shopping stuff, and like sleeping bags and blow mattresses. Yeah, it, it, it was like a lot of sort of up and back down to leash, but not really a whole lot of volume to really tell you about it. Then Neither of us were available to work on Friday, so neither of us attended on Friday. Sure yeah, we didn't. Yeah. And then, Barry, you went down Saturday morning to work. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll probably take it from there. Uh, see if I actually picked us up on Saturday to go down. Um, by the way, like, massive shout out to Seifer for, for like, sorting us out for the whole weekend, uh, sorting us out with tickets, sorting us out with drinks, sorting us out with accommodation, um, sorting us out yet again. Very Seifs. Yeah. Although he enjoys having us there, so it's like a double win. That's the thing, yeah. Like, he'd be so happy if he was listening now that we shouted him out again. So, uh, top of the range guy, actually, to be honest, sorted us out big time. Uh, on Saturday, I was there, I was working early, and then I was I finished up just after the Ireland match. Yeah, just when you're working there, you're sort of, like, looking out for guests and, like, rearranging the furniture for each person's show and just making sure, like, nothing terrible goes wrong, really, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure, like, if people were looking at our story, they'd see how well the whole, like, news talk like tent was built and like everything about it was great like yeah there was everyone was there like George Hook was there um, Pat Kenny I think Brian Driscoll was actually down on Friday when we yeah he was yeah um, Kevin Kilban Kevin Kilban was down there I actually had a chat with him about the Georgia game after the game but we'll get that later we'll come back to Kevin Kilban after the game yeah so then Saturday night Ross came down uh, we met and we well, we had a couple of drinks at the News Talk tent. Then we actually went and got on the Ferris wheel. We're like the Ferris oh, yeah, wheel was so they were we a big. Instagram live and everything. Yeah, yeah. The Ferris wheel was so big. It was just like here we have to get on that. Went on that. 
Did we go around twice on as well? I feel like we did. No, I think we went around like four or five times. We yeah. were like, right, we have to get off now. Yeah. Uh, then, it was actually hilarious, right? Pete Tong was playing and... Um, no, we went to Red Bull first, no? Red Bull was the first. Yeah, we went oh, to Red sorry, Bull we went to Red Bull first. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lauren sorry. Gavin Kenny was playing her under her, like... I know, she plays with two other girls, Mitzi, and I can't remember the other girl's, girl's name. I think it was like Mick Cat or something like that. And they're called Eve. And it was actually pretty cool to see them because they were opening the Heineken stage last year and yeah. then they were like main performers in the Red Bull tent which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, that was deadly. And then it started like torrential raining and I mean literally like buckets of rain coming down. So then we went to the main stage because Pete Tong was playing all the lads were going. And then uh, so I started dragging Ross through loads of people, right? And then Ross was like, do you want to get to the front? And I was like, there's no way we're getting to the front, man. And literally... Ross brought us to the front of the stage at the gate and then like throughout the songs We couldn't was, be any more fronty No, we were actually the front and then Ross actually picks me up in the shoulders I was off at the shoulders in the front and while these songs were going on it was unbelievable I like, turned around looking at the amount of people there everyone absolutely soaked that was just unbelievable crack I think I think Electric Picnic is the euphoria of festivals in Ireland Oh, it's the best it's definitely the best Yeah you can't beat it it's just everyone's on such good balls yeah. and there's like no fights and it's yeah. just like oh, words can't do with justice yeah really. yeah. yeah everyone yeah. goes all out even like yeah. the girls and all like with the makeup and everything and the way they have their hair done the clothes everyone's wearing and like like everyone was on such good balls it was unbelievable like even two remember we went two years ago I thought it was unbelievable I didn't go last year because remember I got a ticket late on a Sunday yeah. and I couldn't get down but then like this year I know I was working for some of it and so were you but like it was still just as good. Like, yeah. obviously, I would have rather not work, but when you got into the action, it was amazing. Yeah, come 7 o'clock, the place comes alive. Yeah, it? yeah, when it just starts going a bit dark, yeah, it was fucking crazy, yeah. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. All the lads are there. Everyone's having a great time. Bar Burmo, very Burmo going home the next morning. Uh, then, Sunday, then, you basically, like, worked. I just, like, I just... Yeah, y'all are heard him when I was on, which was, like, sort of paying the hole because I had so many people from Waterford and Galway. I had to ask people... I know it's very un-Irish me. I had to ask people on the morning of who was actually playing the final. I knew Galway were playing. I just didn't know who they were playing against. Yeah. And it was grand. The game came on. In fairness, the people were quite nice, but they were like, why can't we come in? Why can't we come in? And you can only fit so many people in the tent. Yeah. No, I had that for the Ireland game the day before. Yeah. Uh, like They were like, please let me in. I was like, I can't even see the game myself, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like being a be- I'm never becoming a bouncer anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I think my problem was that I didn't care who won the hurling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're like you were just like counting down the time until people left. Yeah, I was like, once you leave, I can start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, once you were finished, we all met. Well, we all met up, and uh, actually at the tent, had a couple more cans, and then we went to Casa Bacardi. And we went into the, the VIP section at the back of it. It was actually pretty cool. Spent a fortune on drinks. Like a hundred euro was gone straight away. Yeah. But I, I, I was buying everyone drinks though. I, I, I was buying people drinks. Who I probably see once a year at Electric Picnic. Yeah, at Electric Picnic. <laughs> but you know when you're just on such a good buzz, you don't care about spending the cash, you're just like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Although the queues for the ATMs down there are absolutely painful, aren't they? Yeah. They actually queued for an hour. I think that's probably one of their major problems down there. Yeah, there were so many people there. There was around like 60,000 people there. They should put a few ATMs in other places as well. Yeah. Oh, it was, just, oh, it was such a good crack. Yeah, where you was. Oh, like, you couldn't fault the holiday, or the holiday, the, the trip. Yeah. And saying the house is unreal as well. Yeah, oh yeah, having like. The actually, luxury of a house. The luxury of a house, yeah. Yeah, like, shower and all. Yeah, like a roof rather yeah, you than a tent. You don't actually mind getting scaldy the next day, sure you don't? No. And then... 
What else is there? I don't know. I just really enjoyed that crack. It was just like, it's definitely the best festival. We've got like we've gone through about four festivals now this year. Yeah. And we're still going to the next one, Metropolis, next month. Or is it in two months? No, it's next month. It's just... Uh, I think last year was my least favourite festival, so I'm going to try and make sure it's better this year. Yeah. And then we got a couple of people coming over to us being like, all right, lads, energise, Ross yeah. yeah. Like, when you hear that, it's just yeah. actually so funny. I don't know. It's it's working. The virus is spreading. Yeah, the one fellow was like, are you Ross from Energise? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I prefer Barry. I was like, sorry. <laughs> that was me wearing a mask. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew it. Knew it. Knew he was so sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, the laugh we had there was off the rails. Oh, actually, we have to give the special shout out to your man. Remember the guy who picked us up uh, like when we were like hitchhiking? Oh, Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. We, myself and Ross had to go back. Right, after Ross finished his shift on Sunday, he had to go back and get changed. So oh, I was like, well, to drop the car back there. Yeah, you had, to, you had to leave the car, everything back. So we went back, got changed. Then we like stood out in the middle of the back arse of leash, like with the thumb out. Yeah, this van driver comes. Yeah. <laughs> What DMS tires? Shout out DMS tires. DMS. One of his business to shout out. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was like, "What are you doing, boys?" All this stuff. And man. he was like, "Will you get in here now, hey?" And I was like, "Of course you will." We were, we were actually going to stop in the village, but because he was going to drive us the whole way back into where we wanted to go, we were like, "We're going in." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was gas, wasn't it? He yeah. was, he was oh, loving oh, that. And crack. then Seeks was freaked. I forgot to bring out his new top. Yeah. Ah, fuck him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't give a rat. He looked around. He's putting on the news talk jacket anyway. Didn't yeah, matter what he yeah, was wearing under it. No, he was just like saying stuff to say stuff for the crack. Yeah. Uh, anyway, until next year, EP, you are fantastic yet again. Yeah. If you're going to go to one festival, it has to be EP. It's definitely the best. Yeah. Like, it definitely beats Longitude. But, yeah. uh, C Sessions was good. Yeah. But, like, EP is a different gravy. Just I, think, like, I think knowing that you're staying there is better, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I like, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I like. There's no rush to leave. Like, yeah. Even the rave forest, like it's like unbelievable. Three days of pure carnage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute. And you just embrace the carnage, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. People just become like animals, but like that. Although like, I, th- I, th- I think Sunday it gets a bit loose because like the people are running out drinking stuff like that, and it gets a bit, it gets a bit sort of dodgier, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, no, it's always grand. It's just no, it's like, always grand. It's just a bit. On like Friday, if you didn't have any drink on you, like someone would just give you something to find. Yeah. But on Sunday, if you're looking for, if you're looking for like. Utilities on a Sunday, yeah, or ends yeah, of a yeah. can, <laughs> yeah, ends of a can, or a toilet roll, or, or any a of that, like you're like, oh, you're Daffy Ducked, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a hope of that happening. Great experience overall, yeah, great experience overall. Um, I, I think that sort of some low PP though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, no, it was cool to just be around the lads again and actually like chill out, take yeah. it all in, and like, you know, I mean, live it. It's great crack. I mean, r- perfect way to end off the summer though, really. Yeah. After like what an amazing summer it was. Yeah, it was deadly. Um, I think that should sort of lead us into UFC, shouldn't it? Oh yeah, UFC Rotterdam was Saturday night. I actually watched most of it before I went down. Um, I suppose I should give the highlights of the Carabas because you were down in EP. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Marbeck Tusimov, I probably destroyed his name, but he absolutely destroyed this fellow Felipe Silva. I had no idea who Felipe Silva was, but he actually punched him and he face planted into the canvas. It was... Won the knockouts of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he like nosedived onto the ground. Yeah, I'll show it to you on Instagram afterwards. Okay. Um, then Leon Rocky Edwards, uh, British fighter, he actually went 4 and 0, or he's won his last four fights. He's a British fighter. We actually saw his brother win at Bama, yeah. Bama Tour there recently. And then the main event, Volkov is after making himself a contender in the heavyweight division. Yeah, definitely, yeah. He might get that in Ghana fight. Would you like to see that? Well, like, Ngannou needs to fight someone, and he's now 3-0 in the UFC. Yeah, 4-0 in the UFC. What, what was the story with Struve there? Like, he looked like he was doing well, and then he just sort of gave up. And then... Yeah, I hate when you see that. 
he sort of fell to his arse and then like let himself get punched one or two more times and that was it. He basically gave up, yeah, as you said. Yeah. I feel I, I feel like he's such a waste of talent, Stefan Struve, that he's so long and just doesn't use his reach well. Yeah. How can you not Can you not should you not be doing like cheap kicks from halfway across the octagon and kicking people in the face from a mile away, no? Well why isn't he though? Although it's weird because he, he has a win over the UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. Knocked out Steve Bimiotic. How much longer is Steve, uh, sorry, Struvenator going to last? Like? The funny thing is he's actually one of the youngest heavyweights yeah, yeah. in the division. So I, I, I honestly don't know what his crack is going to be, but yeah, it's he's always sort of up in the air, isn't he? You, you, well, you never know what's, like. yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you never know what Struve you're getting, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, most of the time you're getting the losing one, aren't you? Well, as of late, yeah, but it's... He always has that ability to win. Like, he's so dangerous on the ground with those long limbs and then... So long. He, he just he just doesn't fight using his height. Yeah. Which is... He needs to do a training camp with John Bones Jones. Yeah. That card didn't look great either. Like, no, it was, it was a very European throwaway yeah. card. Even Dur- Jermaine Durandamy was went to fighting as well and she, like, pulled out. Yeah. Marion Renault fought some absolute newcomer and smashed her. Yeah. Yeah, the co-main event was Thierry Barahuda. Uh, I don't even know how you say his name, against Rob Wilkinson. And Rob Wilkinson also came in on short notice. But and like, man, Thierry knocked him out in the second round. Well, like, at least like they got like a shit card out of the way before I came into UFC 215. Yeah. Uh, before I actually got into UFC 215, this was like a card that like was very much anticipated. And now, like, one of the main big fights that everyone was looking forward to seeing in Ganu versus uh, Junior Dos Santos it's gone. is gone now. Yeah, because Junior Dos Santos pissed hot. Yeah. Um, Done for, I think it was actually steroids. Yeah, yeah. Normally, when you see it, you'd be like, oh, failed, you had a dr- drug test, failed, you had a drug test. But I kept on, like, every, all the articles I said said steroids on them. Yeah. Which is, means obviously some sort of steroid so I honestly don't know what they're going to do with the, the Santos he came in and did a video saying that he didn't do it but I think everyone says they didn't do it so it doesn't really mean much yeah, it? whoever admits doing it yeah Chael Son that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about it yeah, he's, no. like, he's like he's like the poster I'm boy. really clean <laughs> the poster boy for steroids yeah although speaking of steroids well we might as well just get that John Jones bit out of the way as well I know we talked about it last time but he failed his urine sample but then passed his blood test What's that? What's that mean then? I would have thought it was harder to pass a blood test than it was a urine sample. I don't know what it means, but apparently the steroid he was taking it gets like reamped really up for about an hour and a half, and it only comes out in your piss when you take it. I, I haven't obviously I'm not some sort of steroid buff. If you look at me, I'm like carrying a bit of weight these days, so sort myself out, but. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to ring John Jones with a steroid yeah yeah <laughs> okay. no because Shale Sonnen was saying that he popped for the same steroid at one stage and he was like if that's all you caught me for you missed out all the good stuff yeah <laughs> very Shale Sonnen Shale Sonnen said he was geared up to the gills when he fought John Jones and John Jones pushed him around like there was no tomorrow Shale Sonnen was saying also that uh, John Jones isn't actually as big as a star people make him out to be because he doesn't hold any records no, he doesn't uh, hold any pay-per-view records. He's yeah. never hit a million pay-per-views. Yeah, uh, the only big fights he's ever had was like have been have happened, and the the Gustafsson doesn't one doesn't really count because that didn't do massive numbers. Yeah, it was just a epic fight. Yeah, and then supposedly there's only two big fights with the two DC fights. Yeah, and supposedly now like that Brock Lesnar fight was was gonna happen, and apparently they were gonna do no uh, Jones versus Miocic. Well, like one of the, one of them. Like I think yeah. supposedly Brock Lesnar said he was like gonna do it. Yeah, but like, 
Obviously, now, now, now he can't. Yeah. He could be banned for up to four years. And he's banned yeah. four years, like, you might as well give it, a, give it a rest. Yeah, Ariel Helwani was saying that he thinks that he's going to get tra- the book thrown at him as well. Yeah, he probably will, because he's failed three out of four USADA drug tests now. Yeah, but... Uh, it's very impressive. Y- yeah. It's very consistent. Uh, yeah, very consistent. But also, like, because he beat Daniel Cormier and beat him so devastatingly that, like... The, yeah, it's, the book, it's so harsh on Cormier. Yeah, 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 but the book is probably definitely going to be thrown at him because if he had a loss to Cormier and then pissed off, they'd probably be like, "Oh, he like he lost, so it's grand." Like it, he's he's actually made such a mess for the UFC as well. Yeah. What are UFC going to do? Go, Daniel, here's the belt back, and then all the fans are going to just say, "Oh, you're still not the champ. You've never beat Jones," and then he's going to walk around and be a hated champion for no reason, and then still beat everyone. I think he's going to be less hated though. Yeah, yeah, but you want to be known as the sympathy champion as well. Well then, should we not just move up a division and just throw Evan around? Well, move up to heavyweight. Yeah. See, so he's undefeated in heavyweight. Yeah, but I feel because he hasn't fought there in so long that when he does go back up, he might not be getting, he might not be used to being hit by those heavyweights. Does that make sense? True. Yeah, but he, he's more, he's like he's more of a wrestler though, isn't he? So he'd like take him down. Yeah. So he trains with Cain Velasquez though. Yeah, but Cain Velasquez, how often is he fit to actually train with? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like, like still, it's still like possibly. The, Although the I, suppose, I, ever. I, I suppose if Daniel Cormier fought a heavyweight, he'd weigh about 230 pounds. And yeah, Stephen Miocic is like the heavyweight champion, he probably weighs about 240. Yeah. So, like, he, maybe he's not that much. Yeah, he loves the weight. Yeah, he loves eating chicken. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he finds it easy to put weight on anyway. I remember, I remember Dan Henderson was fighting Daniel Cormier and he showed up eating Popeye's chicken because he knew Daniel Cormier liked it like, on the day of weigh-ins. Cause, yeah. Because Dan Henderson weighs 204 pounds walk around. Does he? Yeah, he actually does. Yeah, yeah. He fought, when he fought uh, John Jones in submission oh, the match, guy. yeah, he, he weighed in like two hundred and three point eight pounds. Did he? Yeah, he he walks in around Charles and goes. Dan Henderson always weighs between two hundred and three and two hundred and eight pounds at all times. Yeah. Make cool sound Millway. Yeah, I couldn't picture that. He's so rigid now, isn't he? So like, <laughs> he just looks so stiff. Anyway, completely off. We've gone completely off topic. Very. Foy companion with uh, Brent Chab and Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. He was absolutely winging off topic for yeah. about half an hour. Did you watch it there the other day? They didn't even watch any of the fights. They yeah. had, like, like, And they were like, oh, Shrew Blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, no, in fairness, they, uh, they actually quite liked your man uh, Leon Edwards for a while. Uh, he was giving up his back at one side. And when, they do, when they do a show together, it's, it's just top of the range, really. Yeah, it is, yeah. Although, they go off topic a lot. Yeah. They talk about such random shit sometimes, but like when they get back, when they concentrate and get back into it, it's all it's so yeah. informative. It was, it, it was like I was watching a quick clip there of Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo, and they do the exact same thing. And it was a week after Chester from Lincoln Park died, and then yeah. like Eddie Bravo started going on about conspiracy theories. Oh, with Joe Rogan, about, and then Joe Rogan was like, "Stop! Like, yeah. can't talk about that now." Yeah, yeah. Eddie Bravo was like, "Yeah, okay, Graham, but just let me finish my point." Joe Rogan was like, "Just stop, please." Eddie Bravo's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He doesn't give a rat. Yeah, he loves he loves conspiracy theories as well. Yeah, he actually he couldn't like them anymore. Right, so UFC Rotterdam, four out of ten card. Moving on to UFC two fifteen. Moving on. Oh, to we, UFC we got to, we got to the fact that we got to the fact that Ngani was off the card. Yeah, very sad story, but uh, so the one fight we've talked about was not happening. Yes. So, I think we should start with, in the flyweight division, Henry Cejudo's taking on Wilson Reese. Um, Both former title contenders. Yeah. Both part of the Demetrius Johnson reign. Yeah. And then, uh, who do you think, who, who, who do you fancy here? 
Oh, I think you have to fancy Cejudo. He's only ever lost to Johnson and Benavidez, and it was a very close decision against Benavidez that a lot of people thought Cejudo won. Yeah, uh, so do I. Wilson Hayes, he is very good. Training partner, Dominic Cruz, over yeah. Alliance. But I just think, bar Demetrius Johnson, Henry Cejudo's got such a, a good combination of skills. Olympic gold medal wrestler and Golden Gloves boxing champion. I think when you combine some with very good hands and then very good wrestling skills, it's going to be very hard because Wilson Hayes is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, yeah. so it's going to be very hard for him to get the better position on the ground against an Olympic gold medal wrestler because I don't see Hayes being able to take down Cejudo and I think Cejudo's better on the feet so I could see Cejudo win quite a lopsided victory I think Hayes' best chance of win could be almost let him get himself get taken down and then try and find a submission off his back but I think, think Cejudo's Cejudo. posture will be too good to too get good, a submission yeah. Yeah. do you think either, either one of these has the opportunity for the belt straight after this fight no? I think I think Cejudo potentially does although his last fight was actually I think was the loss of Benavides but I think because Demetrius Johnson beat him actually so fast he almost could argue that oh I think I obviously had a bad night maybe again again this time I think if you beat the brakes off in 50-45 you'd have a less good of a chance if that makes sense yeah I don't know what do you think I don't know like, who's really left in the, the division like I mean I know, Benavides yeah. has already lost twice to Demetrius yeah and he's clearly the number two best fella yeah so, I don't really know what they're going to do. I would have been interested to see TJ Dillashaw come down to 125 yeah. and fight and And Garbrandt's saying the same thing, so I, I don't know. I, th- I think, like, obviously we can't go massively into it right now because we have to wait until we actually get to Demetrius fight. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I can see someone else, the, like, someone else fighting for an interim title. And then, that flyweight? Yeah. Do you want to give two flyweight titles? Well, I mean, they, they may as well start handing out titles all over the place. Yeah, so, but I just feel like the flyweight division is so, like, unmarkable as it is. Like, they don't have two champions. Yeah, I know, but I mean... It, they, they almost need Demetrius Johnson to leave how the division yeah. becomes more competitive. Well, that, that, that's what I mean. I think, like, Demetrius Johnson is going to be like, right, I set the record. No one else is even, like, close who's, like, currently fighting actively. Yeah. Uh, I may as well go up and challenge myself. And then try and get more money because, like, realistically, he's not making serious bread fighting people in this division mm-hmm. anyway. So um, I think we're both going Henry Cejudo. Yeah, and potential title shot for him would win. Would it sides for enough win if he finishes him? Maybe. Yeah. Comes across as a real nice guy as well. Actually, I really yeah. like that. Um, okay, we're gonna go on to the main card, right? Uh, Jeremy Stevens is taking on Gilbert Melendez. Uh, this is the first time Gilbert. M- M- this is the first time Gilbert Melendez is fighting in the featherweight division. And uh, can you tell everyone why? Well, he's gone one and four since he's joined the UFC from Strike Force, so he's not been very successful at lightweight. He's lost the likes of Eddie Alvarez, and I think, I think he popped for some sort of banned substance. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask because like he has like the definition of a dad bod. Yeah, I was shocked because like he doesn't look like someone who's juiced out of skills. Skills. Yeah. Good. Hey. Go <laughs> um, he lost the Showtime Pettis. I actually can't remember who he beat. I think oh, we beat Diego Sanchez in an absolute war. That was actually one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he tra- so, he trains with the Diaz brothers as well. Yeah, he's part of the scrap pack. So it'd be interesting. Who it's quite funny because they're always like everyone's on steroids, and then like him and Jay Shields who train with the scrap pack both got done for steroids, yeah. which is quite funny. He looks like um, it though, doesn't he? He looks like he probably like juiced up so much when he's mm-hmm. younger, and now it's just sort of 
the way sort of Vitor Belfort's body is yeah. totally changed now, you know what I mean? And he's fighting against who the fuck is that guy, Jeremy Stevens? Yeah, who the fuck is that guy, Jeremy um, Stevens? This one should be an absolute barn burner, to be honest. I think it'll be a very scrappy slugfest. If I'm gonna pick who wins, I think when it when you're talking about Jeremy Stevens, you're talking about slugfest. I sort of always favour Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, but remember St- Jeremy Stevens' last fight he lost, yeah. Yeah. And who was that against? Was that against Yair Rodriguez? Was it? Uh, the, oh, Du Hoi Choi. Oh, it was one of the two. Was it one when he when he went when he went like? I remember. I remember you looking at him and you were like, "Oh, he's not coming forward enough." What you just seemed real tentative. Oh, it was against Frank Yeager. That's who it was. Frankie Yeager. That's yeah, it. Well, we. Yeah. Uh, I think Frank Yeager was like out striking him. Yeah, yeah, I basically almost like said Frank Yeager is definitely like Dumb. over the hill. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, and it was time for like Jeremy Stevens after talking all that stuff to, to McGregor and getting. Yeah, uh, he was he was lining himself up for yeah, maybe he was. a potential shot. Yeah, he was like pulling a Pauli Malignaggi on it, and now. Uh, and he just didn't pull the trigger. Never pulled the trigger yeah, once. Edgar, Edgar just looked out class him. Yeah, he, and he redid. Edgar looked so good in that fight, actually. Yeah. Um, if I'm really gonna call this, I don't know. Gilbert Melendez hasn't ever made this weight. Uh, I wouldn't be like amazingly confident on him making the weight. Cause like think about how old like what age it's a bit like when Pettis dropped down, he looked terrible. Yeah. So it could be the same. Yeah, like this is this Jeremy Stevens has fought in this division for so long. I just think that he's gonna have the the better engine on Gilbert Melendez, and then what happens if Melendez loses? Then he'd be one and five. He could be cut, but he's good enough name that Bellator would be like lurking. So yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what UFC will do with him because he does a lot of work for ESPN. Doing yeah, he does, analysts, yeah. So. he does. Yeah. Which has on? Do you, do you think that's a, like a good idea for these fighters to be doing all that stuff as well? I know they're trying to get their name yeah. out there more, but they're like. I, do, I think it depends on who it is. People like Michael Bisping and Tyron Woody, it doesn't seem to really affect them, but other people it does seem to affect more. Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Although he was doing it when he was champion as well, I think. Yeah, but well, oh, he's oh, you know what? I think when you get towards your latter half of the career, I'm sure DC was doing it as well. I think when it gets to your latter half of the career. It's actually a good idea to do because you have some you've like something to fall back on. Yeah, you've opened the door for when you when you've left. Yeah. As opposed to when you're like young in your career, it's not a good idea. You know? Like I don't really think Tyron Woodley it's a good time for him doing it because I think he's got another two or three years left at the top. Yeah, but he's absolutely desperate to get his name out. Yeah, true. Isn't he? Uh, we'll move on to the next fight in the light heavyweight division. Wait, are we both picking Stevens, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't think that's going to be a comfortable division for Gilbert Melendez to make. I think weight. I think we could fight though. Yeah, well, it's it's a very good fight to kick off the card. Yeah, the main card. Uh, in the light heavyweight division, Latifi is taking on Tyson Pedro. Uh, in Latifi's last this, fight, this is a big heavy slugger fight. Yeah, do you, if you've do you agree with this? Um, in the Fantastic Four, you have uh, the fellow who's made it. Oh, rock. the thing. The, the thing. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah that's he very looked, Latifi. Yeah, yeah that, if that is Latifi, that's the thing before he became thing. Is yeah. Latifi? Yeah, he's that. Doesn't uh, he? Same like sort of skin color and everything. Yeah, he's such a block. He's caveman. That's yeah, what he's like, he? yeah, 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 he's like yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you went back for like five hundred years in time, you, like earlier Latifi's your modern day man back then. Didn't he get absolutely pulverized in his last fight as well? well? He, got that, he, he was actually beating Bader and then Bader hitting that flying knee. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, he knee. just like folded. Oh, yeah. It was like dropped. <laughs> it was one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah, but you're 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 liking this guy Tyson Pedro, aren't you? Well, he, he knocked out Paul Craig and I was very high on Paul Craig, so... So was I. Yeah, he's Australian. He's he's 6-0 and he's finished all six fights, four submissions and two knockouts, so he likes to get the finish. And we saw the TV can be knocked out, so... Yeah. Well, I know everyone can be knocked out, but when you actually when you've been knocked out once, I've always feel like you're more susceptible to be knocked out again. The TV trains and, with Gustafson as well, doesn't he? Yeah, and 
Pedro's never lost. And I always like those people who've never lost. They're a bit more fearless. Yeah, they feel unbeatable. Yeah. So, especially at 205 pounds, it'd be interesting to another contender. Because I don't think Latifi can hang in there with the Gustafsson, with the yeah. with the top guys up there. Like, yeah, because they all have the range. Put it this, put it this way, Latifi's not going to fight Daniel Cormier. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, but they all have the range. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, Daniel Cormier, doesn't, he's stumpy as anything. Yeah, I know, but will Cormier, will Cormier actually be taller than him? No. Cormier no. is very small. Yeah, but he's like 5'10", isn't he? Yeah. Well, what's Latifi? Is, is Latifi hitting six foot, is he? Maybe. But I feel like Latifi has a bit longer arms. Yeah, but, but anyway, it's a, we've talked enough about a fight that has very little relevance unless Tyson Pedro puts on an absolute spectacle. Because so the, the TV's not fighting for the title anytime soon. Yeah, so who are we going for? Well, who are you going for? I'm going to go for Pedro just because it'd be better if he won. I don't know, I'd, yeah, well, okay, I'd agree with that, but uh, for some reason, I think the TV, he's, he's training with Gustafson, and I know Gustafson's definitely... And Jimmy Manoa. Jimmy the Man Manoa. Yeah, but that's not his nickname, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the poster boy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I'm just going to go for the TV, he's just, he's the thing. Alright, well, it's good that we have a different answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't want to agree with everything, though, you know? Mm. Okay, moving on to the next fight. Well, is that the title fight, is it? No, it's the welterweight division. Oh, Neil yeah, yeah. Magny versus Rafael dos Santos. Um, Rafael dos Santos is coming in off a win after winning out in Singapore. I don't know how he ended up there, but uh, good to see him back in winning ways. And how do you think he's going to fare against Neil Magny? This is a, this is an interesting one because apparently the word in the street, and you know me, I always keep my ear to the ground. The word <laughs> in the street was if Damian Maya didn't accept. Tyron Woodley fight they were going to put Ordier in against Tyron Woodley <sighs> which I wouldn't have really fancied for Ordier um, it's hard to tell because Ordier fought uh, Tarek Safin in there and he won a fairly handy decision but Ta- Tarek Safin isn't a very big yeah. welterweight and Neil Magny is the gazelle he's so yeah. long and rangy yeah. I think it being a three round fight actually suited to Ordier because Neil Magny's cardio was phenomenal and he's very good for five rounds. And he was on a good win streak there for a while as well. Yeah, he's. I think he's won five of his last six. Um, I think his last two losses are to Damian Moya, which is like no shame losing that. And then he lost no. Lorenz Larkin, who's an absolute stand-up machine. Yeah. So, no. I know, I feel like ODA comes somewhere in between the two. And he's beat Johnny Hendricks, recent, his most recent win. So, I'm going to back Magni just because... More fights at welterweight, more proven entity at welterweight, bigger, longer, rangier. I think you might be able to even get the knockout. Do you think so, yeah? Yeah. That would almost like put like the Sanjos like nearly finish his career almost then, wouldn't it? Well, in terms of him getting a belt, yeah, probably. Although Who yeah, knows, maybe Yeah, but this almost seems like the perfect fight for these two guys to to move up and yeah, take on a real contender he, 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 whoever wins this fight if Ordier wins this fight he probably needs to win one more and you get a toy shot if yeah. Magni wins this fight he probably wins, needs to win two more yeah, yeah, which yeah. is quite strange because Magni's ranked 6 and Ordier's ranked 10 at the moment but Ordier being a previous champion always plays in your favour yeah yeah it's the name recognition yeah well, and he, they can always like, do in the package the belt being wrapped around Ordier then yeah. people go oh you had the belt before brilliant yeah Who are you picking? Yeah, I can just see Dosan just sort of going in and trying to just knock him out. You know that. Um, there's something Neil Magny style that I'm not like overly mad on. Yeah, he... I think he's quite good at everything, but not excellent at anything. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, th- I just think Rafael Santos after like make it like he went like he could have just like lost his last fight out in Singapore and then sort of just like been like right I'll see you later sort of thing. Yeah. But like going out there and like winning and then winning decisively as well. Yeah, yeah. But like proving that he's like still here. Yeah. Means that he probably is still here. So he, he looks good and he just trains out of Kings MMA which is a top notch team with like the likes of Leoto Machida Fabrizio Verdum he trains under Rafael Cadero who's one of the top coaches in MMA so I think, I'm yeah. going to go forward the yeah, end that one but uh, that, that's definitely going to be a good one anyway before we go on to the main event or, or and co-main event the title fights I just want to say there's two other really intriguing things on the card Gavin Tucker's fighting Rick Glenn on one of the early prelims Gavin Tucker's undefeated at the moment Four submission wins, four knockout wins, two decision wins. He's looking like a very hot prospect in the featherweight division. Yeah. And also, Sir McMahon, Olympic silver, medal, Olympic silver medal wrestler, is also fighting on the card. And she's actually recently moved to Team Alpha Male, which I always think is an interesting thing when someone moves camp. And they're a very strong wrestling and submission camp. So I feel like they could be that could be a good fit for her to go there and maybe push forward as a contender. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just want to throw that out there in case anyone else is watching and looking out for people on the card. They are two of my heavy favourites for the card. No, oh, well said. The, so, Team Alpha Male always do well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, their fighters are always. It's the fire. Like, look at the damage. Look at the damage since he's moved there. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. We wrote him off. I, I, I think I'll probably still write him off in his next fight and have a chance to prove me wrong. Okay. Well, then. Um, Moving on to the co-main event of the evening, it's Amanda Nunes taking on a Valentina Shevchenko in the women's bantamweight division. First, first question first: Are we, is the fight actually going to happen? Oh, it has to. I, I can't say it won't. Give us a background on this before we kick it off. Okay, so last time, they basically we're going to co-main event. Was the main event or co-main event? It was main event. Yeah, we're going to main event, and Amanda Nunes pulled out saying she was sick. The day over the day before day of day of the fight and Dana White was like she's medically care- cleared and it was a mental problem and he basically slayed her and said she'd never made an event uh, yeah. pay for you ever again and he always says those sort of things so he said John Jones is never going to do it. anyway he absolutely bashed her which probably is not a great idea to bash one of your champs who you're going to have to then promote again in time yeah. Um, but yeah I think we'll fight I think the fight will go ahead I think Nunes struggles to make weight more than Shenko as well. Yeah. I think that could be a bit of a problem there. That maybe factored into... Maybe she wasn't feeling good because she had a bad weight cut. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So, in terms of the actual fight itself, they both fought before. Or fought each other before. Obviously, they both fought before. Um, when the fight happened, Nunes won sort of rounds one and two. But Shevchenko won round three, and round three was the most decisive round. It was, wasn't of, it? Of each time. And now it's going to be a five-round fight, so now it's going to be extremely interesting. So, Barry, what's your take on the fight? Um, just based on what happened last time, yes, Amanda Nunes won the first two rounds, and then Shevchenko came back and won the third. Um, if I'd have kept going, you can't really see beyond Shevchenko having to, like, to take it. But like, obviously Amanda Nunes can turn around and be like, here, look, I knew it was going to be three rounds. I won yeah. the first two. I lost the third. Yeah, round, whatever. But as long as she was in no danger of being finished, it wasn't yeah, a really exactly, big deal. Exactly. So look at the way McGregor beat Diaz in the last round. He knew he was already ahead. Mm. But if you think about it, look at what good Amanda Nunes is after looking in, in her last two fights. She also has that like champion confidence. Yeah. Yeah. She's 
I don't know. She she absolutely destroyed Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, like that wasn't even a fight. But then that was assault, brother. Yeah, that was assault. But um, if I'm if I'm looking at it this way, the way she couldn't make weight, uh, weight, and like she had to pull out of the fight. If this fight can go potentially go five rounds, I don't think that she's gonna have the gas tank. Like how how is she, how is she gonna make weight easier this time around compared to last time around? I think she actually pulled out on the day of weigh-ins because I don't remember hearing her making weight last time. No, I'm uh, pretty sure she. No, I'm pretty sure she, she made. Step on scales. Yeah, she made weight and then she couldn't go. Cause yeah, cause it was the day. Yeah, cause it was the day of the fight. I remember I was going out the night and, and then we put it up in the story. Or you oh the yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I do remember. Yeah. Yeah, she pulled out last minute. It was just like, what are you doing? So, so she made the weight, but obviously she fell shy afterwards. Yeah. So I think just because she made the weight. Had she to does look out. very big for her. She, yeah, she's class. real broad and real mm. broad shoulders. She's a bit. She's a beast. She also fights out of ATT, which is a great gym. Yeah. Same gym that has Tyron Woodley, Jorge Masvidal, Yoni and Jacek. You know, in top-notch, top-notch fighters yeah. at that gym. So, yeah, so many fighters actually going to these gyms, mm. like, full-on in. Everyone's nearly going all in. Yeah, Junior Santos is at that gym as well. Yeah, you have Ho- to go all in. Not take, hopefully not taking the same gear. Um, <laughs> well, just based on last time, the way she yeah. had to put out after making yeah. the weight... And like Valentina seemed absolutely fresh. That I think well, I, I think Valentina's looking to make one twenty five when that when that division's like fully gone. I can I can picture that being hard for it. But apparently she used to make it. Yeah. I, I, I suppose after this we should talk about Newell Fire because the winner's going to be the women's flyweight champion. Yeah. Well, I I'm thinking I'm going for Valentina in this one. I I can see mm. it going beyond three rounds. If Valentina plays a smart and tries to like get it beyond the th- the third round. I just can't see Nunes like really kicking on, yeah, getting the second win and kicking on, so I'm going to have to go with Valentina Shevchenko. I almost feel like Amanda Nunes has turned into the female version of Conor McGregor. Like rounds one and two, frighteningly dangerous. Getting to rounds three, four, and five, a bit more manageable. And I think, obviously, I'm not saying they're in comparison on like outside the cage, but. On this occasion, I think Nunez is going to be able to get the job done. I think she's bigger, she's stronger, she hits harder. And I think she's eventually going to land one of those big, heavy shots. Um, I think I think she's going to win round 1-2 and 3. And then she'll try and go with Raddy for rounds 4 and 5, but I don't think it'll be enough. She's obviously going to train harder cardio for hmm. this time than she did for the last one. She, she better, fought. yeah. And I feel like because she's champion now, I know some people like become less hungry when they're champion but I don't think she's one of those people I think she's like this mine and she's going to protect it yeah yeah it's interesting I, I like when we go against each other sometimes well. it makes a bit more crack as well so I'm just going to go Nunes but who knows like, after seeing all the embedded and by the time the fight actually rolls around I feel like I flip-flop a lot the last yeah. time the fight was going to happen so I might flip-flop again I just think that, like Fantia is more focused but like, so, but like Amanda Nunes is bigger hmm but I can't change my mind because I've already decided. Yeah. I, when when we finish this, I'll actually I'll just be like, oh, I was only joking. That's true. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay, so... Pound for pound king. Demetrius Moyers Mount Johnson is taking on Ray Bork. It'd be cool if his nickname is his nickname. I think is like the Tasmanian. No, no it's, it's like the 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 Mex. No, the Tas Mexican devil. Terrible nickname. Whatever yeah, it is, yeah, neither of us remember it. It's yeah. clearly not great. Oh, I was gonna say he could be Ray the Soy Borg. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The Soy. 
Yeah. But, um, yeah, Demetrius Johnson has a chance to create history here. 11 title defences in a row. Never done before. It's strange to think he's the only ever UFC flyweight champion. Yeah. No, no many other people say that. I think Ronda Rousey was like the only bantamweight champion for a long time. And she obviously lost. And then, oh, you, oh no, you want to even take this knock because she wasn't initially the strawweight champion. Carlos Sparza was. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive that she's the only ever, that or is. he's the only ever flyweight champion. Ten times, yeah. Yeah, he's defended the belt ten times. Can't do it eleven. So I, 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 I was actually saying that I think John Jones is the pound for pound best fighter ever, right? But because of all the steroid stuff and all, it, it's like no. Demetrius Moyes Johnson doesn't take any any supplements at, at all. Not even cod liver oil tablets. Nothing. Why not? You probably see him this week in bed. And he's like, you can't get caught if you don't take them. True. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I thought John Jones was the best ever. Like, uh, just undoubtedly. But like, that's all put into question now because the amount of, like the amount of times he's getting done for everything. Whereas like, look at Demetrius like. Uh, 10 title defences in a row only ever champion in division his star power has gotten really grown now you know that he, he, for the first time in his career he has a manager now um, it's, it's the same manager of John Jones as well same manager is it? yeah Malky Kawa same manager as Yola Romero as well he's, I think he's just he's just he is the best isn't he like yeah, I think the thing is with Ray Borg is he's quite a decent striker. He's his thing is he's always fast on his opponent and he's a good wrestler. But Mike Myers Johnson like was able to take down Henry Cejudo when he wrestled him, and he's also the fast person in the octagon that we've ever even seen. And his wrestling's definitely good enough that he's not going to be taken down by Ray Borg. I think he's just better than Ray Borg everywhere. The only thing Ray <laughs> Borg has him on him is youth. Well, he does have Jackson Winklejohn who. Greg Jackson always put together a great game plan, but Matt Hume for Demetrius Johnson always puts together a fantastic game plan as well. So Demetrius Johnson also has this ability when he's in the octagon to like switch up his game plan as well. Yeah, it's yeah, actually, yeah. He's it's actually Freudian. He's brilliant at everything. Yeah, he, he can do submissions. Like on on his record, he has a submission against Wilson Hayes, who's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Yeah. He submitted Horiguchi after four minutes fifty nine seconds. Of the, the fifth round. Yeah, yeah, the latest, uh, yeah, he's, the latest submission he's ever. Like, he's like, just, just when you think you're going to be like dragged out to a season, he's like, no, I'm actually going to break your arm as well, thanks. Um, <laughs> knocked out uh, Joseph Benavides, knocked out uh, Henry Cejudo, beat John Dodson twice in the decision. Yeah. Uh, just when you put the list of people up there, and the funny thing is, if he didn't actually exist, all those other fighters would actually seem better. Yeah, yeah. But because yeah. he beat them all, he, People are like, oh, flyweight division is maybe not that great. Yeah, but it actually yeah, is quite yeah. a good division. He's just so much better than all the rest of them. He makes it look like it's not a good division because it looks less competitive. Yeah, but he's like nearly the most... Well, he basically is the most perfect all-rounder. Yeah, he is. He can do it all. Do it all. Like, obviously he doesn't have this like... like Touch of death that Conor yeah. has or like Rubble Johnson that does. But he's got such perfect technique that he does knock people out. Yeah. And the way he took out Cejudo, he, he made him look so amateur. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Cejudo, you, you would swear he was never in the Olympics. Yeah, and then the way he knocked out Joseph Benavidez, it, it, it was people were saying, oh yeah, we can't knock him out, we can't knock him out. And then like he's, then he submits Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts. Yeah, yeah. By armbar as well, which yeah. is the, not very common. Who, tra- who trains with Dominic Cruz, yeah. who was the last person to ever beat him. Yeah. Look, he's by far the best fighter in the octagon. 
It's almost a shame he wasn't slightly larger because if he was a lightweight and he was that much better than everyone else, people would oh, be absolutely be mesmerised by the fella. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way that I could make the fight seem more competitive with Ray Borg. And Ray yeah. Borg's actually one of my favourite fighters. Yeah, but the thing is, remember we, quite like him. Yeah, remember we almost saw that we like said that Elliot had no chance and then Elliot yeah. probably gave him the best fight that he's ever had. Well, probably the best round, but after that, yeah. he didn't have too much left for him. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's hard to say someone's going to be perfection because that's what Demetrius Johnson's been yeah. so far at flyweight. So, yeah, I suppose... I think we're going to have to agree on this one. Yeah. Ray Borg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's more so, do we think DJ's going to finish him? I don't think he will. I think he'll win the decision. I think it's because he can create history and he's after getting through the last 10. Yeah. That is just like, let's just get this one. Then, also, Ray Borg's loss of flyweight, which I think does not really help his case. No, no, that, that's just sort of saying that. He's like he lost Justin Scoggins, so so I think we're going for it. The, the Mighty Mouse Johnson creating yeah. history. So we might as well bring it on to if we're going to be so defiant, saying that Mitch Johnson's going to win. Where is he going next? Yeah, no, that's the thing. Does he have to move the bantamweight? Yes, I, I feel like he does. I feel like is unless, he on, is he going to call someone out, or else do you think he's going to like be like, let's get up to twenty? Because that would be an absolute piss take. Although. Could he maybe beat it by two who hey, makes it harder for whoever you know instead of but beating by that, one? That's gonna be pretty hard for anyone to beat. Oh no, yeah, but if he beats by two, well then like he, he really like stood away from the pack, does that make sense? Yeah, but don't most people just beat it by one and sort of do go off like look at Wayne Rooney and like all people like that, you know? Yeah, I suppose. No one's ever like, let's annihilate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like twenty seven title defences, you know what I mean? It's like, oh here, I'm taking the piss here, mate. Why'd you ever move up? Yeah. Like, who uh, are you afraid of? I think he just wants to be paid an unrealistic amount to yeah. go with bantamweight. Yeah, but what happens if he wins, right? And then he moves up to bantamweight and fights a quote-unquote super fight. If he, if he loses that, he can still go back down and keep defending his title. I think him winning, going up and fighting a Cody or TJ bantamweight, because it's a fresh fight as well. Because I think when Dominic Cruz was bantamweight champ, they'd already fought, so it wasn't as intriguing then. Yeah. And then they can have... They're super fight or whatever, and then if he if he can still hold the flyweight title, so let him do the McGregor thing, yeah. and then then they can create that interim bantamweight flyweight champ on flyweight. So therefore, it gives Benavidez almost another chance to get a crack at Demetrius if he can. <laughs> Again, well, I'd like to see that Cejudo Benavidez fight for five rounds. Okay, that's yeah. a class fight. So I think if you do that. Potentially, maybe you could get them to. Why well, wasn't it a five round fight when they both coached Hilton for it? They should have fought the main event. I don't know. That was just like a side note that I was thinking of there. But. Maybe they're. Demetrius was... Johnson's gonna. He's gonna have to fight someone because he's gonna be such a heavy favourite in all his fights that people are gonna be. less inclined to be up for watching them. Gotcha. It's not like when Ronda Rousey was destroying people, he was like, oh, you just want to see her do it again. Or when McGregor's knocking people out, you just want to see him again. There's something about Demetrius Johnson that he's way better than everyone else, but I'm not going to say it's not entertaining because I find it highly entertaining, but it's not incredibly entertaining to the mass public, the general fight fan. Yeah, but why not? I, th- I think it's because he's so small. Is that it? I, I think that someone my size looks at him and goes, I could probably batter him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and you really couldn't. Yeah. You would like literally absolutely kick the shit out of me whenever I wanted it. <laughs> Is that with, it, yeah? Even with my two MMA class under my belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so who would you like him to see go up and see like realistically? I'd rather see I'd rather see him fight TJ Dillashaw first and if we beat TJ Dillashaw then fight Co- Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, but what they're gonna be fighting each other. I know, yeah, but what if Dillashaw lost a close fight and then came down and fought for the flyaway title? Yeah, I'd prefer that, yeah. Yeah. And that then, seems more more doable. I, yeah. I think I think I think if Cody Garbrandt actually beats uh, Dillashaw like he's he's not gonna go down. If I, feel, I feel he's gonna fight Cruz again if he beats Dillashaw. Yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah. I don't think th- th- DJ will have to come up to his level. You know. What yeah. I mean? yeah, I think I think Cody Garbrandt was only calling out Demetrius Johnson before he got the Dominic Cruz fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, overall, you looking forward to the card or what? Yeah, it's going to be a very high caliber of fighting card. Not too much star power on the card. Obviously, losing Ngannou JDS, which is a big heavyweight fight, and yeah. people love the heavyweights. The you big love the big dogs. dogs. The yeah, yeah, the big yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Baz's big dogs, we call it. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was disappointed to see no one would step in and fight him on short notice. But then again, it's like a very terrifying prospect. Yeah, no, I think they're all afraid of him. Yeah, I think so. But I'm surprised no one. I, I think it's funny to think that someone's. Two hundred and seventy pounds, six four five, and then they're afraid to fight someone else. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, but like I say, half these lads wouldn't be really gone through like fight camps. You know what I mean? Just yeah, to, if, uh, what do you feel like someone show up and just fight? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think people are trying to be more smarter. If you know what I mean? I know, yeah, but I feel if someone like fought, it's Ganu, like it's not like yeah, but if someone fought like two or three weeks, Damian Meyer. Yeah, but I feel if someone fought two or three weeks ago and won, they should be like, I'll take another fight to win on. Like a short and old fight because they'd be in the heavyweight division, you don't have to cut weight with most of them. Yeah, I really would love to have seen Mark Hunt fight him. That was a fight I would love to see, yeah, because that would be a real test for Nganu. Someone with a really good chain, he was going to stand and fight with him. Oh, uh, yeah, but like Nganu would be about seven inches taller. Yeah, but it was never stopped. Oh, no, I know, Mark. like when he's knocked out Struvy and like broke his jaw, that that, that didn't stop him. Yeah, but Nganu and, and Struve were a bit of a difference now. Yeah, but Mark Hunt is an absolute animal. I know, yeah, but sometimes like being an animal, you can be stupid. Like, what's that? Like he's K one kickboxing. I know, man, but I just I just feel like if he's too small for. I know he weighs loads, but I feel like he's too small for like Ngannou is like. He's like yeah, the predator. Put it, put it this way, I'd actually give Mark Hunt a better chance of beating Ngannou than would uh, JDS because I've seen JDS like be terrified of getting hit by Miocic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing getting Ngannou getting like one if not two more fights and then fight Miocic. Yeah, uh, it it should be it should be interesting stuff. Um, well, just give my last two bits of UFC news before yeah. we uh, we move on. Obviously, or any, man. Or do, you, or do you have any? Yeah, mine are the ones you're about to say now. All right, first bit of news is Kevin Lee. Tony Ferguson has been announced, but UFC put out a massive billboard and actually said for the interim featherweight title. What do you think of that? Sloppy or what? Like, who's in charge? I don't know, whoever it is needs to get fired. But what do you think of that fight? Are you interested in that? Yeah. Yeah. I think we obviously, yeah. last time, but yeah. yeah. It's, good. It's, a, it's actually too, very interesting sort yeah. of fight. Uh, the other thing is, Jose Aldo's begging to get on this UFC 217 card, and apparently Michael Johnson's going to drop down to featherweight and try and fight him at it. Yeah. What's think of that? I think the two of them are... I think that'd be good, but... Would Johnson make the weight? Who knows? 
I think it'd be very good for the first seven minutes, and then Michael Johnson be absolutely knackered. Yeah, yeah. And then Jose Aldo will absolutely kick shit. <laughs> he hasn't knocked him out. That is. No, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, because realistically, I wouldn't be overly against seeing Aldo get one or two wins and fight Holloway again, because that was a really good fight until Holloway knocked him out. That was a really good fight, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all my UFC two seventeen news. Yeah. Right, so moving on to the football. Yeah. So, as you may or may not know, myself and Ross were at the Ireland game today. Um, disappointing. It was very disappointing, yes. Ireland, first of all, drew one all way to Georgia. In Tbilisi. In Tbilisi. On, I actually on didn't Saturday. see the game. I was in work. Baz was, I was host, hosting that news talk. MC Baz. Yeah, I was hosting that news talk, hanging out with Kevin Goban. Uh, the overall opinion was that Ireland just, once they scored, they didn't really show up again, conceded a goal, and then Georgia were all over them. Um, Kevin Gilban actually himself said that was the worst performance he's seen under Martin yeah, O'Neill yeah Kevin Gilban was annoyed and he's a very 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 happy go lucky nice guy so yeah. it takes a lot to piss him off yeah it was a short performance anyway the first terrible time. performance um, we were at the game today it was a, what would you say what would you say it was actually it was an up and down performance when we were on the tack we actually didn't look terrible yeah. but Serbia pinned us back at times and we looked like we were crapping ourselves yeah um, they obviously they have a high, higher talented squad. They have Nemanja Manic, they have Kolarov. Mitrovic, they have Kolarov, they have Tadic, Tadic and Ivanovic. Yeah, but like that's half, That's five players who are all like very good. Three Premier League winners and what one Champions League winner. Yeah, um, you see, you see, yeah, you see to just sort of get to the last twenty minutes and like Ireland just like kicked the ball in the air. Just route one, route one down to the goal and like we just weren't even close to be honest. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain the situation now going into the last two games? So Ireland are on 13 points and obviously to win their last two games they will end up on 19 points. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, 3 and 3 on 13 is 19. So basically we're looking for one of the best second place qualifying spots. Unless Serbia have an absolute meltdown which I can't really see. So I think... Our chance of qualifying have got a hell of a lot slimmer. Even a draw would have been better because then we could win the last two games and we'd have 20 points. I know. Um, our next game's at home to Moldova and then away to Wales. Realistically, our backs are up against the wall at this stage and I actually do not think our chance of qualifying are going very high because I, lo- I was looking at other second places like Northern Ireland are in second place in their group with Germany and they're already on 19 points. So I really don't fancy our chance of qualifying now at all to be honest. Which is pretty terrible to say. Yeah, because going into these last two games, we were like, oh, we're, we're prime, getting... prime location. Yeah, we were like, let's beat Georgia and then move on. Oh, I think the, how I think did they the, do I, this? I like... think the performance was so bad against Georgia that they went into the game, tonight's game and they put too much pressure on Yeah, they looked like they panicked. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like. And some of the players. And the the are... crowd was brilliant. Yeah. The crowd was so good. Yeah, the fans were absolutely phenomenal tonight. Like, like the... they were, we were even 1 0 down in the 70 minute and. Everyone was still cheering for us, and it, it, the passion was so great. And then, who was it? James McLean and Robbie Brady. They really came over and like said cheers to the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else really did, to be honest. Um, Darren Randolph is not good enough. He needs to be dropped. Uh, Kieran Westwood, I think, needs to be given the goalkeeping job. Cyrus Christie just has t- his boots are the Seamus Coleman's boots are far too big to be filled. Yeah, and he was one of the worst players on the pitch. He couldn't cross the ball. Um, and Duffy, Randolph Duffy, couldn't kick the ball Duffy and Clark are both like average like Duffy's a bit better because he wins a lot of headers yeah. 
Uh, Stephen Ward is like just such a championship standard player. Um, he could. He didn't beat one player. Couldn't. No, he couldn't. He didn't even try. Um, yeah. Obviously, Brady and McLean are both very good, and they give their all for the country, yeah. and it's fantastic each time. Moyler and Houlihan are both championship midfielders, and when you're starting midfielder, both playing the championship, it's very hard to expect more than we actually get out of them. So, like, I almost think it's not their fault. And also, like, Houlihan's moving on now. Like, he's about yeah. 33, 34. Yeah, yeah he's. Dave Moyler like, actually. tricks only work so often. Yeah. Um, he tries hard, but, like, yeah. so does everyone, really. Like, I mean, no one's not trying yeah. hard. John Walters sort of had an off game tonight, in my opinion. I didn't really see much it out did, of him. Did, he didn't almost have to uh, seem to have a position yeah. in front. Like, he was sort of like. And they kept rooting it. Like, it was sort of very. Going back to Trapatoni times. Yeah, and then Shane Long. Very real. I don't one. think Shane Long had too much of an impressive game tonight no, either. You can't really kick the ball up in the air and expect Shane yeah, but, Long to win. Yeah, but Shane Long's not even fully fit. He, I yeah. don't even think he's gotten a minute on the pitch in the Premier League. No, yet. he hasn't. He hasn't. You know what I mean? And we kept I, 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 Long. I, I think some games he hasn't even been on the bench. No, I think he's been on the bench for the last two. Maybe not the first one, but the last two he yeah, hasn't. Well, he hasn't got long. Go. Yeah, yeah. It was just. Oh. It, 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 it was just. It was like almost like a shadow of the team that played in the Euros. Yeah, and, and when the players come off the bench, it's so. Miserable. It's like Hurahan and Odeoda and who else came on? I don't even mean to be uh, Dar- uh, Murphy. No, Daryl Daryl Murphy. Jeez, he actually he actually did better by not touching the ball. But sure, that was sort of his thing. Yeah, but and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to be like slating our players and slating our team because like you're not, clearly, you're not clearly, anyway. clearly we love the team and we love all the players, but it's just. I I think because they've performed so well at the Euros and. They put themselves in such a strong position in the group. You sort of expect more from them than they probably worked as players, if that makes sense. As in, like, the, the, our, the Irish squad is not that good. And you could easily make an argument that the Austria squad, the Wales squad, and the Serbia squad are all better. Scottish. And, well, well, they're in our group, though. Sorry. Okay. And, like, you know what I mean? We're, we're doing very competitive, so... I'm trying not to be too downtrodden on it, but when you're like, we're going to the World Cup, and then we're not going to the World Cup, you're just like it's a kick in the balls. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, especially being like we're like EP and Ireland are going to go to the World Cup, and there's like Electric Picnic and Ireland are not going to go to the World Cup. It's not the same weekend. No. Especially oh. considering I missed the George game, and then, and like everyone I, t- I turned to and was like, "What was it like terrible?" It was I was terrible. like, "Oh my god, it was terrible, man." And when you're told it's the worst performance under Martin O'Neill, I'm like, "Oh wow." Yeah, but against Georgia, yeah, and they had nothing yeah. to play for as well. Yeah. Oh. Here, look, we'll get, move on to the Premiership. The chance of qualifying are bleak, anyway. Yeah, it's not over and done with. They need yeah. to go out and beat Moldova, and then they actually have to beat Wales. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, draw's no good. No, no. They may as well, they may as well not beat Moldova if we're yeah. going to get a draw against Wales. Oh. But at least Wales also need to win, so they both... Wales, eh? <laughs> Sheep shagging. Any Wales, lads? So I, I think all we have left to do is talk about Premier League. Why don't, why don't we have? Why don't we have a Gareth Bale? You know what I mean? Well, the first most countries don't. Yeah, I know. But like, like, give us a Gareth. Like, come on. Like, there has to be someone running around. Do, do you read that thing that apparently Fat Ronaldo was meant to be made yeah, to play that, for Ireland? It was Granny was Irish, but they Matt, couldn't get the thing because not win. That was like one of those things where like I'm gonna put a picture of something and put a quote beside it, and then you're gonna believe it. Yeah, no, that has to be some bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> Fat Ronaldo playing for Ireland. Koi big man, Koi big. I feel bad for him when he's called Fat Ronaldo, but like, sorry, he, man, sorry, he, was, he was there Ronaldo. with Gary Lineker recently, and he was so much weight in him. But anyway, uh, the Premier League returns this weekend, yes, because it's the the only good thing after Ireland lose a match. Uh, Saturday morning, Manchester City take on Liverpool at half twelve. 
Um, what do you think? This could be actually a daily game. Great way to kick yeah. off the weekend, man. No, I actually think it's sort of fancy Liverpool for it. After seeing them beat Arsenal so handily and like those attacking players are so threatened. Yeah. yeah. They're playing the best football in the Premier League at the moment, I think. Is this a, uh, are these two going to be top four at the end of the season? I, yeah, I'd I would say so, yeah. I, I, I would definitely say yes. Yeah. Considering Spurs can win at Wembley and Arsenal look like they might finish ninth by the way they were playing. Um, but we'll get to Arsenal in a few minutes. I think this game's probably guaranteed to have over four goals in anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, Are City playing at home? City are at home, yeah. Think Raheem, so what? Oh, Raheem's turning banned for this game, isn't he? Is he? You remember from yeah, Joe, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, for celebrating. Um, looking at this now. I can see this be like like a like a three three sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the thing would be lovely yeah, goals. Can, yeah, I can smell it because the defending defenders aren't great, and the attackers are brilliant. Defenders are not great. Uh, Arsenal actually playing at home at Bournemouth at three o'clock. Quick one there, Roscoe. Uh, well, Jack Wilson must know all the Bournemouth tactics, so I'm going to say Arsenal are going to get back. He's up out ways. injured. He's out injured again. He was meant to go out and loan. He got injured. and he, he couldn't go. Did he not get sent off in the under twenty threes game there recently? Yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. yeah, but I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, no, I think Arsenal are going to win. I think. They still have too much talent in the squad, even without the Ox. I think they should win, yes. But the thing is, I'll be tuning in straight away for Arsenal Fan TV if we won't win. Yeah. Uh, another match to talk about is obviously Leicester at home to Chelsea. Leicester look like the Leicester of two years ago now. Well, they, they seem to be scoring a few goals. They look very dangerous at the start of the games. They do. Uh, should, didn't they nearly scored against United as well early yeah, on? Yeah, they did the crossbar. Yeah, yeah Okazaki is actually doing quite well for them. Um, what do I think of this? I think honestly, I honestly think Chelsea put them away. Although the drinks now playing for Chelsea, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's the ex Leicester City partnership in midfield. Yeah, playing for Chelsea. That was such a random boy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was because of the Barkley situation. Ross Barkley went, did the medical at Chelsea, and then was like, "Oh no, I actually won't sign. I'll go back to Everton." What a like that was just such a bad move. Um. Who you fancy for this one, Leicester and Chelsea? Um, I think I actually think Chelsea are going to. I think Chelsea. Example. I think Chelsea will. They still, they still, they're still a strong side. Very yeah, I was, I was actually powerful I, players. I, I was actually looking at the squad and I was like, as much as not a big squad, it's very the, the players they have are very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another match, good match actually to watch out for. Everything against Tottenham. I, I fancy Everton for that. The question is, will Wayne Rooney still be drunk at this match? Obviously, <laughs> is he driving the team bus or what? No, he is. It'll be grand because you have Froy in him as well. <laughs> Wayne Rooney, like, come on, man. He might, he might not actually play because of all that. No, 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 no. I don't think he is. Do you know what? He his court case is due to be the day after United play Man uh, United play Everton at Old Trafford. Thanks for that. His, fact. his his head must be all over the shop, man. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's he's like ruining his he family must be like, as well. He must be like, I'm back scoring the goals. I'm gonna get the brothers. Yeah, yeah. He's ruining his family, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And Coley pregnant as well. What's he, he doing that? Yeah, but apparently he's throwing gigs as a kid, so it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? But you saw that bleeding head out, mate. Fucking Egypt. Uh, yeah, Everton Spurs. What we go for? Oh, I was gonna go for Everton, but Everton. Then, well, yeah, but I would I would have been more comfortable going Everton with Rooney. Yeah, Everton without Rooney, I think we. Two all draw maybe. I, I think Harry Kane's a bit on form now, so I can see I can see Spurs is winning this two one, yeah. Has a has a Kane. I was always a bit of a slow starter for the league. No, no, only in only in August, but then he oh. scores the every score for England there. Uh, <laughs> uh, another game. Stoke are home to Manchester United you know, at half five. Which I will be watching, yes, fact. 
I think you know they're going to concede their first goal of the season in this game. I feel like they can't go fourth game with a clean sheet, so I feel like we're going to concede a goal. But I think you know they win two one. I think Mark Hughes will set up to make it awkward for us. I think you know they're just definitely going to win this again. Uh, I don't think Stoke are that good attacking. I think they're signing some decent players, but they're. Well, I also feel Stoke would have a lot more players not on international duty. True, yeah. So I think it's a tough game if you know it. No, no, it's definitely a tough game, but uh, it's de- decent kickoff time for them. So yeah, half five at least is a bit later on. Yeah. Like yeah, you know they're in a good role. No, uh, I think you know they win two one. I say, I say, you know they could win three one. I go. Uh, Southampton against Watford. Quick prediction there. Don't care. Who are you looking um, forward to seeing there? Two one to Southampton with. <laughs> I think Shabat. Sh- 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 Shalaba will score for Watford. And then uh, the biggest game of the day, Brighton versus West Brom. Oh, 1 0 West Brom. West Brom. A defender to score, because oh, the no, defenders have, don't score. I have to give a show here. Uh, Southampton, I'll go for, and I'll also go for. Yes, yeah, West Brom. Yeah, you're West say Brom. Also, you can't yeah, go, I'll also go for, and then go for your team. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sunday's games. Burnley kick off against Crystal Palace. Burnley with like about. 16 Irish lads in the team I think Burnley are going to win again because Palace have been mucked so far yeah Palace have been terrible oh they got Sacco back Sacco's back in action yeah yeah he's back for Palace oh good and then yeah I'm going to go for Burnley as well I don't know Robbie Brady looked quite good today I wish he actually like when we actually really needed Robbie Brady today he actually stayed more defensive yeah yeah you sort of revert back to left back yeah. when Wardy went off yeah yeah. you know what I mean um, and then Swansea take on Newcastle Swansea have Renato Sanchez in the team now. I'm going to yeah. say they're going to win. I can't yeah. believe that was, that was one of the coops of the transfer window. Yeah, man, he was, he was, linked, so, he was like linked to United. He was one seriously sought him. after. Yeah, before that, before last season, and then uh, on Monday night, West Ham are taking on Huddersfield. We're also going to be doing a podcast that night as well. Huddersfield like uh, come, uh, are uh, uh, sniffing uh, around the Champions League places, man. I, I think West Ham are bottom. Yeah, <laughs> and Huddersfield are tied second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Huddersfield are going to win because why not? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think Hernandez is probably going to score a couple of goals maybe. There so we go. You think West Ham are going to finally get the win? Oh, in fairness, it's their first home game season. I actually think they played three away games. Yeah. Which is frightening. Yeah. And also, next week the Champions League is back in action. So on Monday's podcast, we're going to release it on Tuesday. Um, we're going to have all the predictions out for the Champions League because everyone's looking forward to that. Right. Before we go, we'll do quick deadline day, Barry. Are Arsenal now officially a selling club? Yes. I think it's impossible to say no. Was Although Sanchez, Sanchez stayed, but he could go for free at the end of the year. So I was like, actually watching on transfer deadline day, really and I was like, Arsenal bid 50 million for Sanchez, and then like clicked it no, off Man by City. two hours, or Man City. Click back two hours later. Arsenal, or Man City have offered 55 million, click back two hours later. 60 million, they were going up in the increments of 5 million until yeah, like, yeah, they so. got an accepted bid, and it just never came. Uh, they sold the Ox, 35 million. I don't know if that's good or a bad price from. Uh, it seems... Average at this time. Yeah, it is very average, yeah. Um, Not about that, that's, 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 a very, that's a very good boy for Liverpool, I think. Yeah, another English player in the squad as well. Yeah. Um, although, I don't really know where he fits in with you know, team, I thought he would have been good for Chelsea because he could have been a right wing back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, apparently he turned down Chelsea. Yeah, I know um, he did, yeah, but I mean... Who else? Who else? Renato Sanchez, great signing for Swansea. Yeah. Um, probably, I don't think... I can't remember such a bad team getting such a good player in a very long time. Yeah. Um... What about Lorente going to Spurs? Lorente going to Spurs, bit out of left field, but 
it looks like they, they need someone instead of Janssen. Yeah. So yeah, Janssen was very poor. I don't think he scored a goal. Like a league cup goal. Yeah. Sometime recently, he hasn't scored a league goal in over a year. No, he came and flopped. Um, he was like Dong Fang Huzu for United. Someone else moved who I can't think of one of the top teams got someone. Chelsea got someone else. They got a, an Italian defender. Yeah, well, very then, Chelsea. Yeah, and then they got Danny Drinkwater as well. Oh, Danny Drinkwater, yeah. What's the thing of Drinkwater going to Chelsea? I think that's very like substandard. He's going to be like, remember when Sidwell went from Reading to oh, Chelsea? Chelsea, yeah, just yeah. like. Just there and he's going to get the minimum. Like Delft. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just he's going to get the minimum amount of games. Another English lad in the squad. Good move for him, 27 as well. I mean, is, he, is he only 27? Yeah, but supposedly, yeah. Do you remember he would play for United Reserves? No. <laughs> like I remember him being at United yeah, I thought yeah. Drinkwater was a joke Yeah yeah I thought that was a like, yeah, made up name Yeah yeah It's like football manager from years ago But I, I, I think that's sort of all of our news Is there anything else that we need to uh, Yeah recap? well like As I said earlier So EP Deadly EP Deadly UFC Rotterdam Subpar Yeah UFC 215 very excited Yes Ireland subpar very disappointed Yes But slightly hopeful Premier League this weekend Can't wait Transfer deadline day, average. Yeah, yeah, and then but it's gonna be the return of the Champions League. Return Champions League. Obviously, not all podcasts can be absolutely unbelievable, but this was. But this <laughs> one is as always. <laughs> Stay energized. <laughs>